everyone, welcome to the Anchor of the Week. My name is Courtney. And I'm Zach. We are an initiative of Hope and Anchor Community Church in London. Each week we'll discuss different topics relevant to faith and Christianity in today's culture. We are here to build a space for the church to share our experiences and challenge one another to grow in living a life like Jesus. All right, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Anchor of the Week. It's been a while, but you know, good things take time. We've got a great episode for you today. Yes, we have a special guest with us. Um... Yeah, uh, we're just going to dive into a story. Um, this is, yeah, it's an exciting actually time for us because, um, well, our church has been involved with kind of some of the protests that have been going on. Um, we've been going there as, as these are the freedom protests. And yeah, we've just been going there, just being the church and kind of helping Louise right next to me um, in kind of uh, leading them. So yeah, we now actually, it's pretty cool background. Um, she's got 30 cases against her. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And she's... 13. Four, 13. So, yeah, 13. 13. Four, 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 what did four. I say? Zach, I Zach said 13. very excited, <laughs> and now we have exaggerated let's, this. Let's try that again. Um, yeah, 13 <laughs> cases and four... Open. So it's, it's in four different court yeah. cases. Yeah, they're spread out. Yeah, so that's a lot going, going against you there. Yeah. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, so I'm Louise. Um, I founded Save Our Rights UK, which is uh, a human rights organisation that's a grassroots organisation. It's run on volunteers and part we do a lot of different work, but part of it is organising events. Um, we started events in Brighton, which is my hometown, um, and we started with uh, just six people at my first ever event on the 20th of April 2020. And uh, our biggest, you know, in June 2021, we had about a million people um so it's it's wow. been a journey <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible and if you guys are listening um again we just want to just encourage you no matter what your political view is on basically anything mm-hmm. um to really just stay invested in this conversation because we really believe like hearing louise like your story um no matter <coughs> where you feel like you align like i think your story has so much weight and so much worth um and i think we can all learn something from this so that is just our little disclaimer at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, please stay guys uh this is going to be an amazing talk an amazing episode um but yeah i think we also want to kind of dive into save our rights you know mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times we can see it you know as just the, the issues that are like, printed in the paper you know mm-hmm. vaccine versus mm-hmm. no vaccine you know covid no covid lockdown no lockdown mm-hmm. all these things pitted against yeah um but save our rights is so much more than that you know mm-hmm. can you kind of tell us about that and even how it started you know did mm-hmm. it start before lockdown was it something that came up because of lockdown you know how that worked so for me um you know i have I've had one of those lives where, you know, I've always been a bit of the underdog and I've had this mm. need to kind of fight for the underdog. And back, and so, yeah, so, you know, I was a single mum from, you know, 2016. And I, but before that, I was very much just, a, uh, not just a mum. I was a mum trying to look after and, you know, keep my kids safe. And like, yeah. we do things in a bit of an alternative way. And, you know, they were my main focus from when I was 19. Um, And then in 2016, 2017, you know, 2017, there was a snap general election Mm. called and my brother was getting involved. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go get involved because, you know, this means something to me because, you know, as a single mum, you know, there is one party that serves as um, single mums better than the other party. So for me, it was an important issue. And through that, I kind of got involved in... um, advocating for women's rights mm. um again you know having been the victim of domestic abuse um you know this is a, a women's rights are something that was really close to my heart 
So I got involved in that. And then I actually got a job um, working for my local MP. And I thought, and I was kind of a bit naive. And I thought, I'm going to get in there. And if I get in there, I can make a difference. Mm. And I worked there for two years. And I realized that this system, no matter it doesn't matter if you're in there, even if you're the MP, there's very little you can actually do. And you can't, there isn't even the mechanisms really to represent the people properly. And I was horrified by what I saw. Mm. Like I was really disheartened and, you know, I went in like really excited and, but came out really disheartened. Um, and so I stopped working there. Um, gosh, in 2019, I think it was. Um, and I was then looking at what else I was going to do. What was I, but I wanted to do something where I kind of spoke out and fought for something, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And I had this grace period financially, um, you know, my son had just been diagnosed with type one diabetes. So I was kind of focused on that as well. Um, and then when the whole lockdown thing came about, I was looking at it and what, what horrified me the most, there was two things. One, I felt this real, um, empathy and pull and just horror, quite frankly, at all the women who are in domestic abuse mm. situations facing lockdown with their abusers. There is just, I cannot imagine yeah. there being anything worse, frankly. And so for me, I could, there was just this instinctive lockdown is going to cause harm, even if it was only to those women, but it wasn't, obviously, as we know, it caused harm further. Um, and I was really concerned about that. Um, but parliamentary protocol was completely abandoned to bring lockdown in you know it was brought in as secondary legislation from a piece of legislation which it shouldn't have come from it was completely beyond the reach of powers um and then they brought in this other piece of legislation the coronavirus act 2020 and again that was a 364 page document passed in one day without any proper debate when actually what there is is there's something called the Civil Contingencies Act 2004, which was made for pandemics um, mm. back in 2004. And that should have been used. So for me, that was a real problem. The fact that if <laughs> the acceptance of parliamentary protocol has just been completely abandoned. And once parliamentary protocol gets abandoned, we're in a bad place, mm. you know, where rights are just going to keep getting trampled on. And like and so that for me was an issue and so the day they announced lockdown i was really upset about it i was not happy about it but they'd said three weeks to flatten the curve so i was like okay we'll give three weeks see what happens <clears throat> and then on the day when they announced that they were going to um extend lockdown on the 16th of april i was they said something that really upset me was that Sir Patrick Valance, the chief scientific advisor, he said, you have to remember that um, the deaths on the ONS website are um, people who have got COVID on their death certificate. It doesn't necessarily mean they're infected because many of them weren't even tested. So, you know, he admitted mm. then and there that the numbers weren't even accurate and they were just going to extend it. And I could foresee that it was just going to get extended and extended and extended. And I was like, oh, something has to be done. Something has to be done. And I feel like I've got something to offer because I know how the political system works mm. and I can help and I feel like I've got something to offer to this cause. Mm. So I went and I started looking for somebody who was doing something, a group that was doing something. But nobody was. 
There was nobody. I searched and I searched, and there was nobody taking up that mantle at that point. And These I, are the early, early days. Yeah, so this is yeah. three weeks into it. I, wow. Um, and so I prayed, and God said, you start something. And I said, okay. <laughs> and he said, it's called Save Our Rights. And I was like, okay. And so I started, and it started with a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And the Facebook group said, add five friends to get started. And I went, okay. So I added five friends. And that, that's how Save Our Rights was was born. And then uh, fast forward yeah. like a year and what was it, a million people in June? Yeah, so? yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, wow. that, that's, that, like, that's how it came about, um, you know. And, you know, God, God started this, so I trust that God's taking it where it needs to go. I don't, I, I, I try very hard to let God work through mm. me on it. It's not me, um, it's not about me. Mm. Um, I very much see that I'm just here doing God's work. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say, right? It's not about me, which of course, and we know you, you know, yeah. and you've never made it about you, but you are the leader now. Yeah. Of <laughs> kind of accidentally, <laughs> you know, of this massive kind of movement that's going mm. on um, mm -hmm. through London or through, well, the UK really. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, is that a lot of pressure? Do you find that to be a lot of pressure? Or how do you, how do you handle that, you know? And again, all eyes are on you. And I were talking earlier, like when people want to attack someone, they're going to attack you, you know, mm -hmm. because you're the face of it, if you will. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of pressure. And there are times when it feels too much. Um, you know, I, I have the police turning off my door. I have people like doing smear campaigns online. I have the media doing smear campaigns their way. And, you know, it's it can be really hard work. But I am always buoyed up that when I go to events and people come up and they say thank you you know they just like and I'm like if all I've had achieved in the last 18 months was making one person's experience of this whole nightmare um easier then you know I've done something good I've done yeah. something worthwhile and you know I come at this with and try and keep an attitude of service you know I'm here mm. to be of service and um, but you know, times it gets tough and I, but I kind of go, well, you know, God won't give you more than you, you can handle. Mm -hmm. So I must be able to handle this, <laughs> but sometimes yeah. I'll be like, yeah. come on. Cause I, I do have four kids at home as well. So it yeah. can be very challenging at yeah. times, um, to juggle it all. Um, but you know, we just get up and do it again the next day. What's the, I mean, obviously originally it was five friends on a Facebook group. <laughs> I imagine it's a bit more than that now. So. Yeah. Like, what's the, like, everyday, ta I mean, I'm sure it's not just you turn up on a once a month protest and with half a million people across London, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's more day-to-day -day things now. Do you want to talk yeah. us through kind of just your week a little bit? Yeah, gosh. So I am, it's on the go and so much of it is behind the scenes, mm, you know, yeah. so I'm always networking, getting contacts, you know, meeting people. I go to meetings with other groups to see how we can best coordinate. So we have a number of those each week. Um, I talk to other leaders. I talk to um, policymakers. I, you know, I do interviews like this to spread the awareness. And um, and then I'm also, you know, um, working on the website, writing letters to MPs, writing newsletters to get the messages out, planning the events. Um, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a full-time job. Right? Oh yeah, and yeah. Like I hope you don't mind me asking you this, but like you don't get paid for this, or you do get paid for this, or um. So save our rights, takes donations. Um, but I 
that all goes mostly back into so we pay for volunteers expenses to events and i think i've taken like a 500 pound wage in 18 yeah. months um so, so that's that's what, that's what <laughs> that's a lot like, for your time yeah <laughs> or like not a lot for your time really. yeah. the emphasis there is like it, you're sacrificing a lot really, yeah right aren't you and you're, you're really fighting for something mm -hmm. and i think you know like we were saying before it's like vaccine no vaccine passport mm. no passport like saver rights is very much in the name it's like yeah. what you guys are fighting for is you know that whatever covid is it's actually the fact that like you feel like the government are taking away our freedom right mm -hmm. yeah so th they're infringing upon our human rights you know um we have a right to private family life we have a right to social life we have a right to education we have a right to run our business we have a right to access health care and all of those were taken away during the pandemic um and they said it was trumped by the right to life and now you can argue that but you know lockdown kills too and i think you know it's short-sighted to see it as just focus on one issue at any one time and i feel like there could have been better ways and i think they could have been it could have been done without mandates you know they never had to mandate staying at home they could have just told people to stay at home there's no there was no reason why it had to be. that's one of the issues that i take with it you know um is the mandation of all of these yeah. measures instead of just giving good advice to people. Um, and like I say, we, we have a government right now that was voted in on a manifesto that said they want to get rid of the Human Rights Act. And they have just reaffirmed their desire to get rid of the Human Rights Act at the comp party conference. So, you know, our human rights, you know, are on, you know, a thin, thin thread anyway. Yeah. Um, and so therefore we're going to have to fight for them if we want to keep them, you know, mm. they're trying to take away our right to protest right now. They're trying to yeah, take away, um, you know, in the policing bill and they're trying to take away our right to free speech with the online harms bill. You know, it's not just the COVID issues. There's so many attacks yeah. upon our rights and freedoms right now and yeah. save our rights covers them all. Yeah. And do you think that a lot of people get like I, I would say maybe distracted even just by the, the COVID issues because it is so in our face, you know, or those are the ones that seem to affect us immediately in the mm. now, you know, it's so hard yeah. sometimes for us to, to understand other issues mm. if they don't, A, don't affect me or they don't affect me now, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, what are you guys trying to do? Because I know like, of course, COVID is the big thing. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to like the other things, even as you said, like the online harm bill, like things that people are like, oh, well, yeah, but that's like in the future. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah, what does it kind of look like, I guess, for you in those areas as well that might be less tangible in the moment, you know, mm -hmm. but... So we'll do a lot of political campaigning. So at the moment, like the policing bill, which is affecting our right to protest, yes. that is going through the House of Lords at the yes. moment. So I'm in regular contact with yeah. as many lords as that I wow. managed to recruit onto our Are side. Are you partnering with like the Kill the Bill movement at all? Or is it kind of... No, um, I... I don't necessarily think the whole bill needs to be scrapped right? because there are actually some, it's, it's a very, very wide bill. It's extremely wide range. Yeah. yeah. So, and there are yeah. some bits in it that I don't think need to be scrapped. Yeah. So, but the, you can, and you can scrap the policing bit without killing the whole bill. Um, yeah. So, and I'm just not for aggressive titles like kill the bill um, either. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Pacifist than that. Um, and so, yeah, so working on that with the Lords and then it'll come back and then we'll be doing campaigns, um, helping people to petition their MPs and lobby their MPs when it comes back to the House of Commons. Online Harms Bill, working with uh, the Reclaim Party and um, Barrister Francis Hall 
mm. on that. They wrote a really good report on that. Um, and we will again be lobbying MPs. We'll be going through the bill with um, once it's fully proposed with a fine tooth comb. And, and also, you know, we've also created a social media site where we're going to maintain free speech, mm. regardless of what the online harms bill says. You know, we're making a platform where as an alternative so that we That's can keep yeah. keep our free speech. Um, so, I mean, let's dive a bit deeper here. Like, I think, you know, what keeps you, this is a lot to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of your time. You're involved in absolutely loads. Mm -hmm. um, it's really cool, but what like there must be things that keep you going. You know, do you see changes from these protests? You know, what, in fact, what even is just, first of all, what's the, sh what's the main goal with going through London with a million people, you know, what, what are you trying to achieve with things like that? So with um, the events in London, the main thing is to show a force of strength, you know, mm. and that we're not backing down. That's why we go month after month after month. And it means that there's a space for new people every time. And we get, a, we get new people every single month that have wow. never been on an event. And we now, because we're focusing on medical freedom, that is the main thing about our events is medical freedom. So um, no to mandated vaccines and no to um, vaccine passports. Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the vaccine could be the best thing since sliced bread. It's, it should never be mandated or forced upon anybody. You know, they could be mandating vitamin D for everybody. <laughs> and I'd say that was a problem too, even though I take it. Like, it's, it's, like, sure. it's not yes. what the, issue, the thing is. Um, and I think people get confused there as well. Um, mm. And... Yeah, because we're focused on medical freedom, we're actually getting people who've had both the vaccines come with us because they agree that, you know, yeah, they've had the freedom to choose to get it. And we sh and anybody who chooses not to should have the freedom to not. It's not about whether the vaccine's right or wrong. It's about whether the government can be forcing that on anybody. So we keep going out because it's high energy. It's such a positive day. It brings a lot of joy to everybody who comes. It's a lot of fun. It's great fun. Um, especially with you guys drumming at the front. Um, oh, it makes my life so much easier. Um, I'm so grateful to you guys coming along. Um, and, you know, and we grow and we're going to, and it, it's that routine, that keeping up the pressure and we're just not going to back down. We're not going to let this issue like just fade out of um, the public realm. And we want to keep raising awareness, keep doing different things. Mm. And we'll we'll keep going because, you know, it's, it's an important, it's it's a part of, it's not the one and only thing. Yeah. It never will just be the one and only mm. thing. And it's like, you have to do other things too, which is why I do all the other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm. And something that when we were kind of talking and planning about kind of came came to us, right? Like obviously... The main thing against especially the medical freedom and all of that is to eliminate segregation. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's not them versus us kind of a thing. Um, and yeah, so as a society, it's not, we're not shunning other mm -hmm. people, right? Um, but yet when we like, you know, protest anything, we are kind of creating disunity. And this was just an interesting topic that we were like, just even just talking like amongst mm -hmm. Zach mm -hmm. and I, you know, like is initial disunity or like clash needed for eventual unity do you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. and just kind of like your thoughts and i guess that would you know there might be some people that say well protests don't change anything you know mm -hmm. what i mean you're just you know well, what would you say to that or like and that kind of yeah that aspect of because i think we can all agree we want a unified future like mm -hmm. i don't think anyone if you don't want that i mean i'm sorry like <laughs> you must hit your head somewhere because yeah that's kind of what we all want you know but. um 
people say that protests don't change anything and i'd I disagree, but there are, it's a it's a long term strategy. If you want real change, you know you have to kind of be in this for the long haul. You know, um, we're hoping to make a difference very much on the vaccine passports. Hopefully soon, I'm working pretty hard on the, that in the background, and the, the, like that's something that we've been campaigning on. But we've been campaigning on that um, actively since November last year, mm. and lots of people are looking for quick fixes, yeah. and I'm like. That's not how yeah. it's ever going to work, you know. Um, but protests raise awareness. Yeah. Protests bring people together. And actually, you know, the more they happen and the more people that go along and, you know, the more people hear about it and the more people see that there's all these different types of people. Because we've had, you know, we've had judges, we've had celebrities, we've had nuns, we've had the whole <laughs> lot, like, coming along to what these events. <laughs> I know, right? Um and it's like, and it takes a lot of the stigma mm. out of it and makes it like not a scary issue. And like I say, we do get people who've had both vaccines coming. So it's not us and them. And we show that we're the place. And actually it's been one of the things that I love about the events is we have people from the right to the left. We have every race, um, every nationality. We have um, young, old, we have all different classes. It's It's such, like we don't, we're not, in one segregated group we're actually probably a movement that has, has the widest scope of the nation and it's phenomenal and i love that i love going there and seeing all these different types of people and it is not it's not a narrow focus at all you know um so i i love that about the events and i think that shows that we are living in unity and we are living and showing that it's possible that mm. all these people can come together, vaccinated, unvaccinated, poor, rich, all of the everything. Everybody's there together and we're proving that it's possible. So it's really powerful. And most protests happen once a year or they happen as a one off. Mm. We go month after month after month and we will keep going month after month after month. Um for as long as is necessary and we will grow and we're going to grow again this winter because there's going to be a lot of discontent you know if we get another lockdown if um you know and now with all this price caps on energy the universal credit being cut furlough being cut you yeah. know people are going to realize that you know the government is not looking after their best interests and ultimately we're we're working we're the place which is going to work mm -hmm. to fight for all these people yeah Something that you guys also, sorry, Zach, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I love this so, so much. Um, something that I think it's your Instagram bio says like uniting for real democracy. Mm -hmm. um, and just very curious, you know, mm -hmm. what that real democracy looks like to you, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. of course we've talked a lot about, you know, how you see the flaws in like the government systems and obviously, you know, mm -hmm. working yeah. as with the MP. Um, yeah. With my local MP. Yeah, yeah. With your local MP. I want to make sure I got the, the mm -hmm context right um but yeah what does that look like for you so really i think it's one of those things where the all the systems really need to change you know the political system the banking system the health system you know and even the education system because you know the education system doesn't teach you about politics it doesn't teach you about how the world works it doesn't no. teach you about no, and like yeah. uh, and it doesn't encourage people to be free thinkers mm. you know and you know, if we want to keep, there's no point in implementing some sort of real democracy if, if people don't understand what that means. Yeah. You know, if yeah. we want real change, you know, we have to start with the future generations. 
And again, it'll be something that is probably going to take generations to really feel the benefits of. But ultimately what I want is, you know, I think there's a better version of a political system, um, you know, and it's something that ultimately we will be working towards. And it's so hard because we end up firefighting a lot because, yeah. you know, vaccine passports come up and this happens and this happens and policing bill and the online harms bill. So it's hard to find the time to balance and go for the real big yeah. aim. But actually, again, I think that's what's going to unite, again, all of the people because there's very few people that aren't disenfranchised with and or had some sort of bad tale with the government you know single mothers you know have mm. a really hard time you know disabled people have a horrific time trying to get disability benefits you know people who um whose main focus is climate change or women's rights or um blm all these all these groups want political change mm -hmm. so why not unite it, and this system isn't giving it to them yeah. and it's not going to so why, because this system is made, was was made many hundreds of years ago by rich and powerful people to keep rich and powerful people rich and powerful. You know, that is what this political system is for, designed for, and will, <laughs> will protect them to the end of time. And it's not for the people. I've worked in it. And, you know, I've looked at it and I've tried to get the little voices up to the House of Commons and you cannot wow. it does not represent the people and there are no mechanisms to make change policy if we don't agree with it we don't have any power yeah. we don't and um, because we've given it all away and so I say we have to take it back and implement a system that actually gives us a voice values our voice and enables us to have mechanisms to change policy that we are not happy with you know there should be mechanisms yeah. and there are places across the world that have mechanisms that do that it can happen and it should happen and ultimately it needs to happen here in the uk too mm. wow you mentioned early on um about your faith and things mm -hmm. and how you felt like god was calling you to to do this mm -hmm. um do you want to elaborate a bit because you know where is like god and kind of your faith in now, like, obviously, this was at the very start. Mm -hmm. A lot's changed since then. Yeah. Um, you know, what does that look like now? Like, is it something you're going back to it constantly? Is it a mm -hmm. huge part still of your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, for me, um, my a lot of my faith is practiced through a type of prayer called Lexio Divina, um, which is a contemplative prayer where you just mm -hmm. sit and you listen to what God has to tell you. Um, what's, what's it called? Lexio Divina okay. is a Benedictine yeah. practice. Um, so it's a, it's a really wonderful practice right. where you just uh, you you don't talk at him, like you just sit and listen to him, and it's and uh, for me that has just been invaluable. Mm. Um, sometimes he'll tell me no, <laughs> <laughs> we love that, don't and we? he's quite forceful about that, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, but I want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, and there's been times where I've, I've heard no and gone and done it anyway and then learned from my mistakes, you know, because <laughs> that's Can I get an amen? <laughs> anyone, anyone. Because <laughs> that's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. That's why we have free will, so we can learn to trust. Um, but yeah, so I, I go back to him and I, I can, you know, I always tap in and, and it helps to keep me humble, helps me to not bring my ego into it, helps me to not make this about me mm. 
and to really keep this as an act of service and to um yeah and trust the next right step and then it, it really helps actually with anybody that slanders me or slanders what i'm doing because actually i know that god's leading this and therefore it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks of it, it they cannot like me they cannot like it but if i've got god behind it then i'm going to trust that i'm going the right way even if other, mm. like people can't see that um it's not that I'd, i'm always open to feedback i'm open to constructive feedback always um and I trust that God works through people sometimes. Oh, for sure. Um, and will bring me that feedback in other ways. But when it's just an attack, I just, you know, I just use God and if, seek my comfort in him. There you go. Nice. And then we'll, we've got to cut with the, um, someone's going to do a battery, right? <laughs> or, um, yeah. Because it's not really a recording camera. Yeah. So we'll just restart back up if that's yeah. all right. The last thing you said. Um, seek my comfort in him. Yeah, cool. Sure. Do you clap? There we go. You want to clap? Cool. So, yeah. I'm actually never heard of the the term you used. Is Lexio Latin? Divina. Yeah. Cool. Look at okay. yeah. Just, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> just trying to yeah. look smart. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Do you? Is it like? Um, I mean, this was just a side on because I, you mentioned it early on. Is it like? Do you? I mean, is, do you do other things as well involved with? Other things involved with faith. How do I question this? Like, like, do you read your Bible much? Is it like a? Do you go, are you go to church at all? Like, not that those things make you Christian at all, but mm-hmm. just like are so, there other aspects as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lexio Divina involves reading prayer, um, and I'm part of a kind of church community, and so we have a daily reading that we all take it in turns to um, record a reading from the Bible. Um, awesome. So we have that every day, um, and but I have. Uh, since I became a single mum, going to church with two autistic children, one diabetic, um, and everything else has been has yeah. just proven too hard. Yeah. So, but you know, but I've never strayed far away mm. for because you know God goes with you everywhere. Of you, um, <laughs> can't go to church, you know, as much as I love church. So, um, Easter is our main thing. Yeah. We get together with our community. Um, we go up to a big uh, Benedictine monastery up in Yorkshire usually, and. Mm-hmm. We run the children's program up there. Um, so there's like thousands of people together for Easter and the children love it. We've been going there since, um, gosh, 2009. But it's not been on the last couple of years because, yeah. and I, yeah, it's been really hard to be separated from the community mm-hmm. for that long because we live all over the country and I'm the only one down here. Oh. So, but we, and then we also, because um, we're called the community of St. Elred um, and he's the patron saint of um, spiritual friendship. So we do spiritual accompaniment um, with like one-on-one with another member of the community. So we, I check in with him and we talk about our spiritual life and how God's manifesting in our life wow. through that. That's awesome. And I think like a lot of times we think like, yeah, well, just like Sunday morning church, you know, but mm-hmm. it's community, right? And it's a yeah. community of believers. And I think that's really cool. And I think like, you know, you can see that in the entire movement that you're doing, right? Even what we've just said in this conversation, that it's always been about community, mm-hmm. you know, and bringing people together and uniting. And I think it's a beautiful, like, um, yeah, I guess continuity throughout that. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to look a certain way. Like, that's totally fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's cool. Yeah, just going back to kind of what we're talking about. Um, I guess right now, obviously, there's a lot to fight for. Mm-hmm. You know, once let's say the government they go right, you don't need to do, mm-hmm. you don't have to have passports, you don't have to have the vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, you have a choice. Does it stop there, or do you see a future where you guys are fighting for a different area uh, mm-hmm. or whatever? Well, like I say, for me, ultimately, I'll be going until we've got a real democracy. That That's right. my ultimate ga- aim. Um, but once that's in, I, I do plan on going on holiday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Understandably so. Understandably like, so. <laughs> I'll be ready for a holiday by then. Yeah. Um, and, you know... And I bask in the sun somewhere because uh, we used to travel a lot before before COVID. And, you know, right now I can't get out, out of this island, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the ultimate aim. We will we will keep going until people's human rights are upheld and people have a voice. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I see that being, gosh, if we did it in five years, that'd be phenomenal. Um, you know but it's probably going to be 10, 15, you know, ultimately to really get a real democracy yeah. in place. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. Um, I'm kind of young enough to be able to to keep yeah. going. Um, and, yeah, but but then I'll, then I'll go on my holiday. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Any locations you're planning for right now? Or? Oh, just anywhere it's sunny with a beach. There you frankly. go, that's it. Like, I'm, usually in a, I'm usually an adventure holiday. We, like, the last holiday we went on, we managed to get away actually February 2020. You know, we spent nine days, like, trekking through jungles in India and stuff, me and the kids. Um, but it's a, and usually we're kind of more adventure holidays, but I'm, I'm in the mood like, for no, a beach. <laughs> A beach and a pina colada, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I guess as we're kind of going to start to like wrap up a little bit, um, one thing that is really interesting to us, right, and that we've noticed from not even just like your organized like protests and marches, but I mean, we go to a lot of them, you know, if there's something going on, you know, down there at Westminster, we want to know what's up, you know? Yeah. Um, even if we don't really know what it's about, to be honest, we go and just talk to people, right? Um, and hear people's stories, but... Something that has been come up a lot is like people are fighting for their kids. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm do I'm doing this for my kids. Yeah. You know, and that got us thinking. Like, well, then what does that future look like for the kids? You know what I mean? And I don't want to like turn us dystopian, you know, or anything like that. Um, but I think, as I said earlier, a lot of people have a hard time viewing past their current circumstance and what affects mm-hmm. them in the moment. You mm-hmm. know, so should everything continue on in this path? You know, how would you see? life for your kids do you mm-hmm. know what I mean and what is this thing that people are fighting for for their kids so their kids don't have to live through do you know what I mean could you articulate that a little bit yeah I think people um are very concerned that they their children will be in a position where they have to have vaccines that they're concerned about you know um or that there'll be like checkpoint systems and you know it's it's very easy once you've all got to start showing your papers that this be like expands further. And, you know, I was at um, a talk the other day with um, a few MPs and stuff and um, they were asked, do you see the vaccine passport as a first step to a kind of social crediting system? And they said, yes, we do. And that's why we're really concerned about it. Do you know, MPs are saying it as well as us um, that, you know, because, you know, in China, there is a social crediting system where you have to behave. And if you speak out against the government, you lose points. And if you lose too many points, you can't do things. And, uh, you know, it's not a life of freedom um, is. And 
you know they they want their children to be free um to do as you know make their choices mm-hmm. and rightly so so i think there's just a fear of lack of freedom but a lot of people are in fear um you know a lot of people are fear driven and that isn't necessarily the most productive space i find um instead of you know instead of looking at the problem assessing it and then coming at it with faith and trust yeah. and hope they yeah. come at it from the fear and the anxiety yeah. um and that can make people quite all over the place a bit yeah. Yeah. so I'd, I'd say to everybody if you're scared of that yeah you know dig deep find the faith to counter it and then act you mm. know because it it produces better actions in my opinion that's really my experience good. that's really good mm-hmm. and then i guess on the flip side as well i know we kind of talked about it with you know real democracy and all of that but what would your like your ideal society look like you know if we could play if that was dystopia we're in utopia now yeah yeah you know what would it look like for you so for me it would look like um my kids uh a steiner school so it would be something like that um across the education board you know no tests no uniforms no formal education until they're seven um, you know, really enhancing children to grow into their best self, you know, um, which involves being able to le- read and write because, you know, you're not going to get very far, you know, yeah. like it, that, that's a good thing. You know, it's not, I'm not saying don't teach them these things, but there's ways of doing it that really hold a child, you know? So an education system that really enhances children, um, you know, um, a society where, you can have free speech and you like getting rid of this cancel culture issue. Mm. If you say something that's not like how everybody, like a certain group of people decides it should be, you know, yeah. a banking system that is mostly run on like credit unions, you know, which are cooperative banks rather than, and therefore owned by people who have their money in them rather than big mm. banking systems, you know, um, fair wages for all you know everybody being out poverty and homelessness is a political choice there is no necessity for anybody in this country to be poor or homeless it is a political choice and as we saw in the pandemic they managed to house every homeless person like that but then they boot them all out again two months later back onto the streets so there'd be no homelessness there'd be no poverty because there is no necessity for it you know there would be a health service that actually, you know, does that need to be the National Health Service? I don't know. But a health service that can be accessed by everybody, um, but actually works, you know, <laughs> um, and doesn't just, doesn't bow down to pharmaceutical pressures where and put profits over people. Um, and, you know, and a political system that gives us a voice. It gives us a voice and it's actually working for the people. Um, and, you know, you can get rid of all party politics and still run the country. You don't need. So actually have full unity, you know, freedom of expression, um, you know, and a society that it doesn't necessarily need to be a Christian faith, but just is coming at this world from a positive, grounded place. Mm with an, um, an abundance mindset because everybody is constantly in fear of scarcity. Yeah. We do yeah. not act rationally. You know, people work jobs they hate that make their lives miserable because they're scared that they don't have a choice. You know, they feel trapped and like, aren't people to have choices? You know, everybody should have a home. Everybody should have heating. Everybody should have food on the table. 
and then you get to choose you know you choose do something that like inspires you you can still have more by doing more but you know like i'm not saying that people's efforts shouldn't go unrewarded but you know nobody should be worried mm. nobody should be doing a job they hate like yeah. i just i uh, like i just can't bear it and that that for me you know people are in are trapped in these systems mm. and you know freedom freedom is you know what i want for everybody there you go Easy, easy yeah. to say, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't well, it just? It all yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, just one last kind of uh, question, if you like, before we do uh, wrap up. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on then kind of thinking about it from the other side, so to speak? Mm -hmm. You know, people, you know, they have freedom and then they, they also have consequences for some of the choices mm -hmm. that they make, you know? you're not fussed so much because not you're not fussed, but just <laughs> like what I'm saying is are you, you're more concerned. You're, you're much more like, well, they had the freedom and you know, cause sometimes there are certain things in place to help not make poor decisions. Yeah. Right. So kind of, you know, what, what is that balance for you? I know that's a really hard question, but you know, cause I don't know, for example, um, you know, someone who is on the streets, for example, um, sometimes it's not, not every case for sure, but it can be by personal choice. They've mm -hmm. made bad decisions and they're there because of these decisions that they've made. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, is it just kind of, I don't know, is there like a lesson to be learned and is there kind of, do we just keep letting them, giving them chances and do you know what I mean? I, not that I'm on this yeah. side, but just to kind mm -hmm. of see your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really hard one because, you know, there are lessons to be learned and sometimes the only way you're going to start working up is by hitting rock bottom. And it's not that nobody, and um, there shouldn't be consequences for behavior and stuff because, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic as well. Um, 10 years sober now. Um, but do you know what? I was still loved because, and that is the thing we've got. It's a really hard point. With the people that we've got that have lived in the system that we have, which has destroyed a community aspect, you know, there is no kind of, nobody just pops around for a cup of tea anymore mm. because you have to text first and you have to do this first. And like, if people just knock on your door, everyone's suspicious these exactly. days. Like, you know, whereas, <laughs> like, why, why didn't you text me first? Yeah. You know, there is no just, um, and so we're all being very separate, separated. And so really I'm going to, I think the kind of utopia decision thing that I just described really won't come into effect for a number of years, a number of generations. Once people have been loved, you know, loved through education instead of forced through mm -hmm. like the system where it's very rigid, you know, and they enhance and they're supported. And, you know, like, you know, I've got a teenager now who's trying to make it like decisions that just I'm looking at them. And as an adult, as her parent, I'm going, that's not the best decision for you. And I, but I have to not say, no, you can't make it. I'm like, well, let's work through a process before you make that decision. Right. You know? And, and she's resistant to that because she's a teenager. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, this is great fun. Um, <laughs> teenagers. Hey, um, but you know, love, you know, for me, love is just an expression of the Holy Spirit and everybody just needs that in their life. And actually, 
would we have these people that would make these bad decisions if they'd if there was enough love and if there was enough support i like you know in sweden you know anybody that goes to prison it's recognized that they've got on average seven like issues you know whether that's childhood trauma poverty um drug issues and stuff and they are helped they're not you know they're not um scorned they're not kind of condemned they are helped and they are actually shutting prisons in sweden because they've just these people come to prison they help them with their issues they go right let's look at what what has brought you here wow. let's help you so it's not that they don't go to prison mm. but when they're there they actually get the help and support they actually need instead of just then chucking them back out on the streets with all the same issues and then oh they're back again what a surprise people just need love um and i think um you know with that we can people can overcome <coughs> any of these things yeah. There we go. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you end these like the questions on such great like yeah. little, I'm like should we just end the episode here? Like I don't know. Do we even need to do an outro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're seasoned at this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I'm good, Zach. Yeah. I, we should probably start Thank wrapping this so up. Yeah. Like we said we were going to do a while ago. But yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Seriously, that was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Louise, this has been awesome um and again for you guys listening hopefully yeah that you got something out of this as well again regardless of of where you stand on so many different points um i think we can all agree with like the very bare bones you know of all of this which mm-hmm. is you know seeing the person as a person mm-hmm. you know and seeing yeah everyone with the eyes of love i love that and i'm like if we walk around society actually with the intention to love one another mm-hmm. you know as you said it might take a lot of time but we could really change things yeah you know, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. And it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in like yeah. just the complexity of our systems and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to take it back down. It's like, what can I do on a personal level right mm-hmm. now? You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's awesome. That's a great challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that we want to challenge you guys who are listening as well. And you've given up so much. You know, you've made a lot of sacrifices yeah. to fight for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And we want to challenge you guys as well. Like, what are you believing in? You know, like what is the thing that's on your heart to fight for, you know, and to be willing to make those sacrifices because, you know, from Louise, your story, like it's not easy, but sacrifices are worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. when you actually believe in something. So if there's anything you get or like take away from that, you know, yeah. And let's fight for something. Yeah. Let us know as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. In fact, actually we are just some news for the future. We are starting our own YouTube channel. That is right. Um, so yeah, that is coming in the next few weeks. Um, however, there will be, the videos will be posted on both channels. Yes. So you can find the anchor of the week is what we will be officially on, um, as our own YouTube, but Mm -hmm. you can still find these videos on hope and anchor, uh, community church, the anchor of the week playlist, but it'll also be posted on the anchor of the week YouTube channel. And then in a few weeks, we'll only be posting on the Anchor of the Week. Yeah. So we're giving you a little bit of a grace period yeah. where you can still watch on the Hope and Anchor Community Church. Uh, but make sure you make your way over to the yes. Anchor of the Week because we've got lots of awesome content coming we for you. We have, yes. In fact, I'll let you introduce. Oh, guys, I am so excited. <laughs> this was our one-off, kind of like our series-like yeah. premiere because um, we got some changes going around. But guys, we are starting next time with our series on the World Wide Web. I am so excited. We chose to call it the World Wide Web because that is way more dramatic than yes, the internet. Yes, so much better. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's the inner workings of it. We're going to attack this from every different angle you can think of. Um, mm. So just buckle up your seatbelts because yeah. it's going to be a wild time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And where can they find us in the meantime, Zach? Yes. Uh, social media, That's Instagram, right. The Anchor of the Week. 
um, obviously all podcast platforms. Yeah. And yeah, the YouTube, which we went over. Of so. course. And where can they find you, Louise, if they want to? Yeah. So Save Our Rights UK is on yeah all social media, Instagram, Telegram, um, Twitter and Facebook. And we've also got a Facebook uh, community group as well. So if you want to talk about these issues as well with other people, then you can join the group as well as follow the page and find out more about what we get, what's going on. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for thank you so much, yeah. coming with your drums and helping me lead the way. Um, you're phenomenal. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Anchor of the Week. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube so you never miss an episode. See you next time.